Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the doctor as he travels the vortex, and I've found the red LTD button for episode number 366. Well, first of all, it's a switch and not a button. And secondly, it's green and not red. Oh. Well, I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Good. Very good now. <laughs> Feeling a lot better. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. <laughs> Got lots of energy for tonight's show. Yeah. A bit of an upswing. What'd you guys do this week? Keith, we, I hear you watched some movies. We watched a couple of movies. We, What'd you uh, watch, Keith? We watched X-Men Days of Future Past Rogue Cut, which we really liked. I uh, thought it really improved the film. Not that it needed to be improved, but it really fleshed things out a little bit more, gave the, the film a little bit more to, to breathe. And How much more Rogue is in it? Not a whole lot more Rogue, but the nice thing is it's not just Rogue they added in. There's other bits and pieces throughout the film. Ah. There's a great scene when they arrive at Quicksilver's house with his sister before they even meet Quicksilver. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's nice... His sister Wanda? <laughs> yeah, they didn't name Robert, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But there's just a lot of great little stuff like that throughout the film, in addition to Rogue being added to it, that makes it definitely worth seeing. And that's probably the version we'll watch from here on out. Uh, and then we got out and saw Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, that was so good. We really liked it, too. Sarah actually thought it was campier than it was going to be. She thought he, Perot, was a little bit of a campy character with the mustache and kind of the gimmicks and stuff. But she There's definitely a lot more humor in it than I was expecting. Yeah, especially the mustache cover. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. Still clipping along on my uh, MCU rewatch. Um, last night I watched uh, Iron Man 3. So I'm current. Iron Man 3? Wow, you're really way right, ahead. Iron Man Jumped 2. Way ahead. <laughs> Iron Man 2. So I'm current. No, I'm doing them in, in the reverse machete order where you watch them all backwards. You go like back in time. It's oh. Good. Yeah. I went and saw Star Wars again. It was awesome. Again. <laughs> all right. Well, I liked it even more the second time. Let's move on to news. Uh, not a lot in the news this week. There's a little convention that we. Uh, Learned about, at least I learned about, and it's not so little. Uh, Regeneration Who 4 in Baltimore, March 23rd to the 25th, has won a heck of a lineup. Probably better than Galley this year. Who they got coming, Keith? Peter Capaldi. Yay! Peter Davison. Oh. Colin Baker. Oh. Michelle Gomez. Oh. Rachel Talalay. Carol Ann Ford. William Russell. Nicola Bryant. Sarah Sutton, Matthew Waterhouse, Janet Fielding, Mark Strickson, Michael Jaston, John Leeson, and Terry Malloy. Along with some other folks that I'm not even going to list because that's already too long of a list to begin with. <laughs> that is a heck of a lineup. Yeah. This is their fourth year. I don't know where this has been on my radar up until now, but wow. I've seen um, ads come up with ads of... Uh, Stuff on Facebook come up over the years, so I was aware of them, but I don't think I've ever looked very closely until you posted the Peter Capaldi thing, and I went, "Wow!" It's I think the chance to meet Peter in this kind of environments, I, it's not going to be a Wizard World, it's not going to yeah. be a Planet Comic Con. This is going to be a nice, intimate con- convention. In I comparison think, to, those. I think maybe just because I, it was East Coast, I kind of subconsciously ignored it because you know that's travel. I got to get out. <laughs> 
Although, that imaginary sister you keep making up, she used to live in Baltimore, she didn't she? She used to, yeah. And about three years ago, moved to Colorado. <laughs> well, that's no good to you. Yeah, I know. They did have Pearl Mackey as a, as a guest, but she had to cancel because of her play, uh, her play on West End stuff. So that that shows yeah. how the high of caliber that they're getting the people. That's impressive. It's very yeah. good. It's very cool. Well, if anybody's going, remember us. That's right. Yes, be our roving reporter, please. And our other bit of news is uh, you should head over to the Goodreads Book Club and vote in February's poll. The new poll is up and you have until the end of the month. Check this out. I already did. Oh. I was the first person to vote on the poll. And I've not read the January book yet. <laughs> so it's the small victories. <laughs> That's what I'm claiming from What this. was the January book? I forgot. Plague City? That oh, one. Right, right, right. So our, your options include a 12th Doctor book, and the rest are 9th Doctor books. We haven't done very many 9th Doctor books yet, mm-hmm. haven't we? We did Stone Road. No, that wasn't even. That was the 10th Doctor. That was 10th. We, did only, we did only Human, but that was, I don't think, was one of the book club I don't know if, yeah, selections. I, think it was. I don't remember if it was or not. You know. Well, get on that. If so you are vote. not a uh, member of the Goodreads Traveling in the Vortex Book Club, you should do so. It's free. It is free. It's one of the few things in life that are. And friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What more do you want? <laughs> Keith, do we have any feedback this week? No feedback this week. But if they want to send it, what do they do? Uh, just go to our website, TravelingTheVortex.com, and fill out the Send Us Feedback tab. Or you can send it directly to feedback at TravelingTheVortex.com. Or reach out to us on any form of social media. Cool, let's do some reviews. Reviews. Doctor Chronological Order, starting first with... The Beast of Orlock. With things like splinters, claws like knives, the Beast of Orlock gobbles lives. With brimstone breath and eyes aglow, he'll eat your soul. To hell you'll go. Germany, 1827. The town of Orlock is under a curse, haunted by the memory of a of a spat of grisly murders that shattered the community 20 years before. At the time, town folks blamed the legendary Beast of Orlock, the nightmarish creature from the medieval folklore, and now it seems the beast has returned. As the killings begin again, the people of Orlock are understandably suspicious of two strangers newly arrived in their midst. The Doctor and Lucy must face their darkest fears if they are to find themselves plunged into a decidedly grim fairy tale. Bum, bum, bum. Quite literally. <laughs> well, yeah, the main characters are Hansel and Greta. Oh, yeah, <laughs> or excuse me, Hans, Hans and Greta. Hans. <laughs> this was an enjoyable story. You know, it, I don't want to use the word fun romp because it's kind of darker than that. But <laughs> <laughs> I had a blast while listening to Death it. Death and dismemberment. Yeah, it's a little. Bit. Um, it's funny because I, I put this one on the schedule and I was thinking, well, I wonder what the guys will make of this, in particular, Glenn. And I kind of put it off on my my re-listen until late this week and then I finally popped it in and it started and I had to go back and check because it was totally not the story that I was thinking of I had cross-pollinated two other stories <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so then I'm listening to this going man I don't really remember much of this at all because I thought it was going to be this one with the thing and the and then it's always like oh no okay there's the beast and there's the forest okay I remember that I wonder what's going to happen next I just kind of got along for the ride <laughs> so then when it ended I realized it's like Okay, that totally was not the story that I thought I had scheduled. <laughs> I mean, it's the right one. It's the one we had to listen to, but it's just, I, it's not what I thought it was. Um, for me, what made this one worth it is the 
performance and the characterization of the Doctor and Lucy. Yeah. That relationship, it's like, I really could care less about whatever monster thing is running around in the woods at this point. But listening to them deal with it is the highlight of the of the piece. Yeah, their chemistry is just spot spot on again after especially after Orbis. It's nice to see them back in the groove and, and having so much fun together. I would agree. I enjoyed the story a lot. I, I'm kinda of like you. It's it's fun romps the wrong way to say it, but it's one of those you just kind of enjoy listening listening to it. There's um, not a lot of depth to it. There's not a lot of depth, but this—I mean, it's, but I, I guess that's why I think it's a fun romp because there isn't a lot of depth. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of mental. It's kind of a standard. You have to do standard to fairy tale. It's got traveling gypsies who aren't really gypsies, and it's got. It's a nice twi- duck a castle twist with, on a, a duck, with a fairy tale and a burgermeister, meister burger, and a uh, you know count. All stories should have burgermeisters in them. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, yeah, it's creatures. Of... It's got. It's got a lot of neat the setup with the button talking about the button that's marked uh, TDL and or TDL LTD LTD one <laughs> I guess I went dyslexic there for a minute LTD and uh, alluding to what it means and and things like that and and that playing off paying off at the end when he's lost in the rubble uh, I thought it was a great idea especially Lucy having that you know callback to oh wait. Because somebody yeah. says, you know, it'll be hard to locate the doctor. We'll never locate the doctor. It'll take years to locate the doctor. And just those key words was like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I think part of the fun of the story is the, the fact that it's it's just a series of kind of misdirections, but they're very subtle throughout the whole thing, that you get a villain who's not who you think he is. Yeah. And then you get a bunch of townsfolk who are not really who you think they are. And you get Hans and Greta, who are not who you think they are, <laughs> and just it, it just kind of keeps throwing them out there, and and almost to a this one's slightly more ridiculous than this one, this one's slightly more ridiculous than this one, and it just kind of keeps going until you get to the end, and you're like, all right, <laughs> you've gone this far, why not? I'll, I'll I'll grant you a little more. I love the twist of who Hans and Greta really are. Yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. No, I, I didn't either. either. Yeah. It was just a nice surprise, more than anything else. Oh, and I love the uh, their mom. Yes, <laughs> that's a fun character. Well, I like that she shows up, rescues the doctor there too. At the end, or not the end, there in the middle. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, because she knows who he is. And the other thing is that the nice little nod, and I didn't didn't. It, it's one of those revelations of when uh, she shows up and realizes that the count isn't really. Account oh, yeah. because she blinded him back in the day, and <laughs> Lucy makes the mention that he, you know, looked at her with his eyes. So the count's blind. How do you know? I'm the one that blinded yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. I, I I quite enjoyed it. There was a moment when the the revelation of of what the big beast thing was that it was a golem. When I uh, first heard it, I thought he called it a colon, <laughs> and. In wow, my, that brings up a whole different well, visual image. In my befuddlement of, <laughs> did he just say colon? And there's a, then there's a line, and I'm not going to remember it exactly, but it's it talks about when my colon squeezes them through something. I don't remember exactly how I was with it. So then I had this imagery of like, wait a minute, what did he just say? And I had to, I literally had to rewind the audio and listen again and i realized he said golem and i went okay that makes a lot more sense oh 
<laughs> the imagery wasn't as good after I realized how they were going to squeeze them through that colon. Squeeze them through that colon. I was I was quite pleased with the reveal of a golem, um, just because it's like, oh, it's not something we get very often. In Who. Yeah, well, because it's it's in that standard Who story. It's so set up to be a beast. It's you know teeth and claws, and it's probably a wolf or you know, it's, you know a werewolf type creature. Or, yeah, that's know. kind of where I thought. That's that's just, just where we're headed. Okay, that's oh, a golem. Oh. Now, I don't know why calling it by a different name means something cooler to me. Well, it's but it, not a it's not a wolf. Though. It's not it's, a wolf. It's, it's so not really sentient either. Yeah. So it, it makes it different. It makes it cool. And the fact that it's a, a you know a battle golem that it's a specifically designed weapon that once you give it an order it can't be countermanded. And it's like wow, this is this is almost up there with the you know the the, the time war imagery of <laughs> that's that's a cool thing to have. I think it's going to backfire and it's going to kill this guy in a minute. But you know, <laughs> it's quite a weapon. Yeah. No one's ever taken out a golem before. I like Hans too. Mm-hmm. He and he and Lucy had really good chemistry together. Lucy really has pretty good chemistry with everybody. Yeah. Which is funny to say that considering how on the fence you guys were originally with Lucy <laughs> and how much she's kind of grown on you like a fungus. That's kind of like the Donna effect. Yeah. <laughs> you can mo- She's who you can most equate Lucy to. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the comics. I have lots to talk about with the comics. The Doctor has abandoned his crew to chase a mysterious message into deep space. As Cindy recovers from the splitting headache she developed in her most recent adventure, Gabby's mysterious block transfer butterfly powers evolve even further. But will the team ever be reu- excuse me, ever be reunited? And what secrets will the Doctor find waiting for him out in the ca- cosmic dark? Bob! I can't go louder because the baby's asleep. But <laughs> really? This might be the pinnacle of certainly the 10th Doctor line for me. This was just, this was my Avengers. This was the icing on the cake and the whipped cream and the cherry on top. It just, it brought everything that we've been reading for the last three years to a very wow, cool, oh, look at that. And it would all tie it in. And it, it just, and of course it's very heavily character driven between Gabby and 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 Cindy. I, like I, I love stuff. Gabby so much that I just I was over the moon for this whole story. And it was beautiful artwork. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful artwork through the whole thing. Glenn. Glenn disagrees. Uh I I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um what it's got going for it is Sarah Jane shows up. Yeah. I was ecstatic about that. Oh yeah, and then there's some fan service. <laughs> there's a lot of fan service. Even the uh, it's the, more than the, fan Im- service. the imagery of the, the imagery is the fan of service. the um, entity that has drawn him to that point is the old vortex open yeah. from the classic series. Um, specifically, I think most obviously it's the background of the uh, third Doctor with the red because mm-hmm. of, because of the color in yeah. it. So I, I liked those moments. I thought those were really cool. 
not 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 enough happens for me is the problem that I have with this one. That's where I come down. Is there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of Lucy and uh, not Lucy, uh, Cindy and um, Gabby not doing anything and not being for a long time. Really? Yeah. And they're kind of just the doctor kind of just leaves them, which it works for the story because there's a reason behind that. It's a learning thing. In fact, it's it's kind of a pinnacle that sets up the ultimate issue of Gabby's condition doing what it does because he's left her and that's that's the reason why she becomes this entity but or her transformation down the road or whatever high-minded thing you want to find <laughs> you, want, you want to find it the, the problem with it is is it does nicely tie up or or call back to a lot of things that's been set up but nothing happens there's just there's what is it four books four parts yeah four, four parts. there's four comic books of nothing going on and i think that's its biggest downfall is I agree the artwork is is beautiful, um, but it just feel like if, if this had been maybe two books, I might have enjoyed it better because it would have I would have felt like it was clipping along and answering a lot of things. But to, to stretch it out for as long as it did, and it's almost like Sarah Jane's dropped in there as filler. Um, I do like that she kind of helps uh, Gabby with the healing, you know, and, and even Cindy to a point, you know, kind of explaining, I've been there. I know what you're feeling. She kind of acts as a security counsel, surrogate counselor for them, which I think works real well. Um, but there's just, there's, there's far too much of nothing going on. I like the encounter between 12 and 10, although I'm not quite sure. It doesn't make sense. It yeah. It doesn't make sense. Why 10, why 12 needs to show up there other than give him a hint. But if that's the case, why doesn't previous or a, later doctors go back and warn pre- previous oh, doctors more often yeah. i mean that was just a little too cavalier and too easy they do we just don't see it yeah <laughs> no i just it, it's there's nothing bad about this story other than the fact that it, there's it, they spend way too many they, they spend their wills way too much getting from point a to point b i can agree i can understand that i i, I disagree that let me rephrase I don't disagree with you. I'm okay with it from the standpoint that because it's all character building and we are resolving that character arc, at least up to this point, I, you know, this isn't a a plot driven episode. This is a, let's, let's flesh out the characters episode. And because I like these characters so much, I was fine with four issues of it. It didn't bother me at all. I guess I just felt like there should have been a better resolution to it. Well, maybe so, but I don't even feel like there was a lot of character building. I mean, there is, but there isn't. We've been building exploration. Yeah, there's a lot. That's that's okay. It's character exploration. That's why it's unnecessary. If there had been more character building, then yes. But we've already built to this point over three years. It's at this point that now we're just there's a lot of exposition there, and I thought I just really feel like it's. For the length of it is too is unnecessary, but again, I enjoyed it. It it was it was good. It's a good read. It's a it's a good story, and a culmination of of three years to this point. I think works. I also liked the little stepping away. I wish we'd have got more of it. Stepping away to newbie, who's off doing his <laughs> yeah. thing and obviously finding a romance. Um, but there's not enough of that, which I hope they're holding for this final story arc of the season because we've got one more element to this uh, this year. That'll wrap this up, and I'm hoping that they're setting the 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 stepping stones to whatever's going to happen there. But I agree with Keith; it doesn't feel like it felt like the resolution was a little bit of a letdown as well. Like it, it's resolved by him hugging her. Yeah. 
<laughs> that doesn't seem like it resolves it. Well, really. ultimately, all he has to do is convince her he's not leaving her. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what it boils down to. But we, so I guess part of me doesn't believe it because he will eventually. We know this. <laughs> he's gonna leave her somewhere, whether she leaves him tragically or he has to leave her tragically or something. I almost think that, she has to leave him tragically now because of the resolution of this. And then part of me wonders, unless she dies, how will that not fulfill this from happening? Because she's still left. When she's talking about, you left me, we're made to believe that she was talking about left in that house. We don't know that for sure. Yep. It could be interpreted as left her anywhere. Right. So it could be a rose situation where it's left her. Oh look! Now it's still this still happens. Right. So I, I guess I feel like I wish we would resolve the issue more on that aspect of things. Nope, didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was just quite happy with it. I was I was a little surprised that we spent as much time wrapping up the previous uh, yeah there was Chinese art. It's like wow, we don't normally get the cleanup. <laughs> this one I, was like cleanup. I, I like the carryover there though, yeah. especially of. Gabby being so traumatic of seeing yeah. Cindy's yeah, death. Yeah, that was good. It was that great, was great stuff and, and, right there. And I think that's why I think the cleanup mm-hmm. was good and necessary and glad that they did that mm-hmm. because it did have it did give Gabby something to uh, um, have to deal with in the at least the first part of this story. Well, and I'm glad they did because I don't think they dealt with it a lot in the in the previous run other than just the fact that yeah, they're clones of you. I don't remember there being a big oh kind of. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, I, when we, we reviewed no, it, I don't no, remember I, that. They, we, they, with the ancestry thing was dropped there. Yeah, that she's her own grandmother. But it, the, the other thing I liked was <laughs> Keith over rolling his eyes again. That's part, yeah, I, I'm not going to rehash. The other thing I liked that. about this was they explained what the grandfather and grandson were. That they were yep. these these guardians that yes, they were over, like that. watching, and so it explained why the narrative was done the way that it was done, and yeah. which is what I was unsatisfied with. In the last time, mm-hmm. the last set that we reviewed was, I was unsatisfied with the fact that we didn't get that resolution, but we do finally get that in this one. So. Yeah. Again, I, I I thought this was a fine set of stories. It just was too much. It didn't it didn't need to be as long as it was. It always seems that around this time in the year run, there's kind of a lull. It kind of the stories take a little dip while they before they ramp up. And that's what this felt like. This was the dip of the season where it's kind of... The third episode dip before the finale. Yeah, pretty much. It's Unless kind you're of... Sean and this was the hill and it's probably going to go down for him. For... <laughs> well, well, the... Hopefully it was... it'll go up to a climax for us, but it'll be yeah. rolling down, spiraling. Oh, the, the, the rest of it will all be plot-based. And I'm sure you know Anubis will come back and we'll, we'll deal with the Osirens again. And it'll be a great world-threatening end of everything kind of... I just... I, I don't know. I... Maybe it's because we don't get stories like this very often. I would agree with that. Yeah, that, we, don't. that we, we don't get to see that the doctor has a safe house. We don't get to see the doctor stop in at the junk well, dealers if you, and, and if we have read tea. Some, if we read some old comics, I'm wondering if this is the safe house that's in that... Um, did we read that story? We, we did. did. Read that and one. When we did the Mandragoras series, mm-hmm. uh, that art, I was I was wondering if that was this is that same house. I didn't look like. I don't think that was a. <laughs> I think that was a wider kind of more mansion like. Yeah. This is almost like a two story townhouse kind of house. But it would have been cooler had it been. <laughs> but he's just got multiple safe houses. Oh yeah, all over London, all over, all over everywhere. It's like thunder every time he's. Oh, there. sorry. 
Um, also, did anybody else read Hello Bambi in Capaldi's accent? <laughs> just, for some reason, that just struck me as, yes, absolutely, that's what he would call him. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why Bambi fits, but it does. So I think I would have enjoyed the character stuff a little bit more had it been Gabby and Cindy being the friends that I know that they are instead of having that wedge driven between them. The wedge almost feels unnecessary. I well, mean, I mean, I, it, it makes sense tra- initially, but yeah, I wish they would have gotten over that hump. It's a traumatic event for Gabby anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't feel like that they... I think it was... <clears throat> I think it was necessary from the standpoint that it gives Gabby has to go off and draw in order for the block computations to become this thing. And so if she's just in her room doodling for large chunks of it while still being friendly with Cindy, it, it, it that seems kind of an it odd. removes the drama. Yeah, a little bit. But more importantly, I think it gives Cindy that opportunity to kind of unburden herself to Sarah Jane and form that liaison so that Sarah Jane doesn't just show up as fan service, that she actually is an integral part of the story. And then, more importantly, for Sarah Jane to kind of let slip that long-held fan belief that I have always shipped, <laughs> the, the, the the romance potential between her and a certain person who will go nameless because we all know who it is, uh, and then, you know, kind of nudge Cindy into the, this is this is why you feel this way. And Cindy suddenly realizes, oh, yeah, you're right. I, that, to me, is just... That, I, I did like that stuff, too. That, that, that really spoke volumes about about these characters. And so I just, I really appreciated that. I don't know. I just, I, I just it's... <coughs> sorry. You're not wrong. The, there's, there's nothing happening. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a soap opera. It's a four-part soap opera, is this one. But it was yeah, just, I wouldn't go that far, but but it was just I, I found it a very captivating soap opera. <laughs> it was one that if I was home from sick, oh, and the the, the backstory with uh, the doctor and uh, Barusa that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> that was again fan service. Yeah, but it was yeah. fun. It's I it, that's probably what because I, I you just, just don't think it was better than the sum of its I don't parts. Care. That's yeah, what your I don't. That's the yeah, I the. I love fan service. I'm sorry. I, I know a lot of people get tired of it, especially mainstream fans. They, they, they look at it and they go, this doesn't serve me. But uh, I just, I love all those little elements about it. And there are a lot of those. And oh, I think yeah. that's what elevated this story for me is the fact that Sarah Jane's there, the Verusa drops, the, you know, all these little things, the vortex imagery. I just, I thought that was really cool. I just, I wish there had been more meat to it. <laughs> a lot of candy instead of I'm kind of hoping that our because you know we uh, our reluctance to think that this resolved well I hope that's paid off because there is another four story arc in this year that we still have to do five I think this went to ten didn't it yeah but normally it goes to fifteen normally it goes to fifteen well from what I have on our list of stuff this went to fourteen so maybe there's one more out there if there is I don't don't think they've released fifteen yet Oh, it's not out yet. Okay, well, then that might be why. So, I think their lost dimension threw things out of whack on their release stuff. Ah, so. uh, okay. You're right. They do usually go to 15, but back well, in that point, there might actually be 16. Well, like <laughs> last time they went 17. Yeah. So let's see. 
I don't know. I, I, maybe It's weird because I, I, I hear myself defending this story and I'm using the exact same argument for why I didn't like the Christmas story. That it was, <laughs> that it was, that it was all fan service and, and no real meat. Nothing happened. And that was what disappointed me with that. But that's the exact reason why I like this one. And I, I, I don't know that that's fair now that I've thought of that, but I did. <laughs> well, sometimes the trappings of the, of the fan service or the what's happening matters. Yeah, I just, it gave me warm fuzzies. <laughs> I was appreciative of warm fuzzies. I got some warm fuzzies out of it. I'll give you that. I can understand that. All right. Well, what do we got coming up on the schedule? I <laughs> keep still digging around looking for it. Well, they don't release. Their, yeah. It's... They don't release beyond what's out. Right. So I don't know. Gotcha. Well, next week on the schedule, we are uh, looking back at uh, Stephen Moffat's time as a showrunner of Doctor Who with a full retrospective and I'm sure there will be some warm fuzzies and I'm sure there will be some a uh, lot of dessert and no substance uh, as we, uh, we we cover that time frame and then the following week we will be discussing uh, uh, Lethbridge Stewart uh, 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 Travers and Wells for some reason I blanked on the <laughs> professor's name I can't believe I just did that <laughs> Travers and Wells the, uh, the novella and uh, we will have our full review of that for you all right. Um, well, if you can uh, support us or you'd like to support us, if you're already supporting us on Patreon, there is a button on the right-hand page, right-hand page, right-hand of the page, uh, travelingthevortex.com, link to Patreon, where you can help support this show. And if you're already supporting us, we appreciate it. Every bit of it goes right back into this uh, podcast. Anything else you guys want to talk about this week before we close the show out? I don't think so. Cool. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. And I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.